Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, adds moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. Radio show ATL the aftermath. We back with another great interview, man. All right, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. We got Anthony Highland who's coming to talk to us, man. Social media influencer, really cool guy. Interesting story because we're always finding the interesting people, right? Yes. So really excited to talk to him about his journey and how he's battling through being a social media superstar. Yeah, it is a very, very, very hard world out here when it comes to social media. It's a lot of positives, but man, it's a lot of negative. And he dealt with the most negative of the negative. So we're going to get into that and much more with him right after this. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Uh, and then Zeno's going to talk real fast about something that Rachel Maddow um, talked about, which is called uh, el- Elimination Redirect. So... No, no. Eliminationist rhetoric. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, another episode of the radio show ATL. The Aftermath is back on the air, and we got hanging out with us Anthony Highland. All right, so he's an author, you know, social media savant, all that good stuff. Hanging out with us. Anthony, what's up, man? Thank you for making time to come on the show. Listen, I'm ridiculously thankful for you all bringing me on. I like to think as people's platforms is like their classroom. Before I joined the Navy, I was a teacher, so I didn't just put anybody in front of my kids. So thank you for allowing me to, to go in front of your platform and, and your audience and, and kind of chat with you guys. Yeah, for sure. We're grateful for the time and uh, happy to be speaking to you today. So so we're going to jump in because you got quite the interesting background. So, I mean, it's a lot of boxes you can check for yourself. Soldier, author, social media personality, motivational speaker. But I, for a second, I wanted to focus in on the military part of it. So. What went through your your mind when you made the decision to go ahead and, and enlist? Because I'm I'm always interested to hear about when somebody decides, okay, I'm gonna be a soldier. What what goes through your mind when you're in, enlisting? Well, I'm a sailor. All right. Because I'm yeah. in the Navy. So um, and it's interesting you say that. So when I went to so I graduated, I went to college, um, graduated with my bachelor's degree from Voorhees University. It was Voorhees College back then. Shout out to improvements, you know what I'm saying? Next level. Um so I graduated with my bachelor's degree in mass communications. Um, my concentration was more so in like public speaking and journalism. But at the time, we didn't have like designated concentrations. But that's pretty much what our coursework was. Um, then I started teaching. So I started teaching sixth and seventh grade English. And I had a very interesting bout with the environment that I was in, in rural South Carolina, to whereby I was one of two black male teachers in the building. And I think we can surmise what took place as a result of that. So I said, okay, um, my commitment to teach, I will uh, join an organization um, was two years. So beyond that, I already knew I was gonna join the military. I just didn't know which branch. And it was kind of a, almost like a rite of passage within my family. My three older brothers, um, they serve in the United States uh, Army. <clears throat> my oldest, he retired, I wanna say two, maybe three years ago. And then my youngest brother, cause I have five biological brothers. Uh, my youngest brother, he was in the army as well. So in that, they told me, don't go army. And I'm like, okay, 
they're like, you know, all of the nonsense that we deal with, we don't want you to have to deal with that. So I knew I wasn't cut out for Marine life. I was just like, hey, much respect to the Marines. Hey, yeah, yeah. do your thing, player. You know what I'm saying? Storming the beaches. That ain't my thing, big dog. <laughs> like, I, so, I got a buddy that's a Marine, and it's like, like he'll say, like, you get, you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to be a Marine. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Listen, I worked out with the Marines. Time, like, you know? Listen, when I was on deployment, we did a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, God, them brothers is built different. <laughs> and them sisters. Shout out to the sisters that's Marines, too. Because them sisters, boy, they don't, I digress. Shout out to them. Yeah, I didn't mean um, to cut you off. But yeah. So initially, no, no, you're good. Initially, I was going to go Air Force. And I don't know what it is about the Air Force, boy, they do not be picking the phone up. So I seen a Navy guy in the office, and I'm like, eh, it wouldn't hurt to talk to him, you know? So uh, I went to go talk to him, and really and truly what I respect about him um, is that he gave me the game. He didn't lie to me. He didn't give me, like, the stereotypical recruiter speech. He kept it funky with me right out the gate, and I respect that. And he was like, uh, can you run? I'm like, yeah, I can run. He was like, uh, can you swim? I said, hey, yeah, so you asked me because I'm black? He goes, yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's crazy. He was like, no, you'll be surprised. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I got to boot camp and we did our swim qualification, I definitely understood why. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, you know, I persevered through that. And um, I just felt like it was the right fit for me. Um, oftentimes, people do say things like, and I want to make sure that I uh, anytime I have this conversation uh, to recognize things like the military industrial complex, you know, how America treats, you know, veterans and things of that nature. So some people say, well, you know, why would you fight for a country that historically don't give a damn about you? Right. When you recognize that service is beyond you, then you're able to make those types of decisions, regardless of what people think in or feel about it. Don't downplay the nature of their criticisms. Listen to them. And be able to have the wherewithal to be able to hold space for their feelings, but also to seek to have equitable dialogue as it relates to what you're specifically serving for. And one of the things that I say is if you've never put this uniform on or received a folded flag, a folded flag rather, which I hope nobody ever does, because I can't imagine the burden that individuals bear by receiving one of those, don't tell me why I serve. Um, so in that, um, I was initially supposed to come in as an officer um, and some things kind of got messed up with that. So I ended up enlisting and I've been in uh, eight. It'll be nine years come uh, February of 2024. Nice. Nice. It's, I love hearing the story about how that came about. Just wanting to know the motivation of what it takes. Because, man, them recruiters being overdrive, they start with you with a lot of people in high school. They start, you know, trying to get the gears turning to get you in there. So in sort of pivoting away from you and and your service and, and uh i guess getting into social media and it was just taking over everything obviously and while it has its positives um you know like you know you got to keeping up with friends you know meeting new people learning new things uh sharing accomplishments things like that it also has the negative pitfalls so what what in your view what do you feel like is the reason that social media has become increasingly more toxic because if you go in the comment sections a lot of time the first thing you see is something negative no matter what story you're reading. So when did everything become so toxic? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think uh, it depends on the, well, two things. I think it depends on the platform because, so a little background. In While I was you know persevering through my degree, um, I started studying social media roughly about 2012. And two of the biggest things that I've seen with social media, number one is clout. And number two is social acceptance. I say that clout is by far one of the deadliest drugs known to man. Because the things that people will do for likes, shares, comments, and views is insane. Literally. They don't care how they look. They don't care who they hurt. As long as they get that little hit of dopamine from whatever it is that they post. Typically, I call it shot. Uh, uh, What's that? What, what I call it? Um, shock value posting to whereby what they're posting is not indicative of who they are or what they represent, their morals or their values. They just know that it's going to elicit a, and or invoke a specific response from either a specific person or community whereby you see things like 
for example, um, I deal a lot with like racial issues, historical issues and things of that nature. So let's say a, a white creator gets on social media and says, racism doesn't exist. It's a made up concept. We all know black, white, indigenous, we know racism ex exists, but they know that that's gonna get views. We know that that's gonna elicit a specific response. Oftentimes it's referred to as like rage farming or it, what they've now dubbed engagement farming, right? That's the clout portion. The social acceptance uh, um, part of it, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm, I'm a plain language kind of guy. A lot of these motherfuckers is cornballs. For real, for real. Like in, a real, in their real life, when you cut everything off, they're cornballs. So when they build these platforms, it gives them this false sense of bravado and or false sense of ego that they're now better than people as a result of their social media following. And one of the things that I've um, done with my community is I, in order to keep myself humble, right? 1.5 million, that's a lot of people. You feel me? I don't call my followers my followers. I call them my supporters. Because I like to believe that they're leaders in their own you know, area of life. They just so happen to follow me on a social media platform. So when I go to these conferences and I meet people, actually, I got a good story for you. Um, I'm in Virginia now, but I was in Hawaii for three years um, because I had a different assignment, right? So I went to a conference out there. And at the table that I was sitting at, just because I'm nosy, um, I looked through all of the people's platforms that was coming to the event. So I realized I had just hit like 1.1, 1.2 million uh, supporters on, the, on TikTok. And I was looking at the table and who they like grouped us with. And I pretty much realized, hey, I'm at the big dog table. You know what I'm saying? So all of the a million plus was at my table. So as we're doing like a round robin, almost like a like a speed dating kind of deal, but it was like for networking purposes with the other uh, content creators, everybody kept talking about this one guy. Oh, he disrespectful. He keep telling people, you ain't got enough followers to talk to me. Woo, woo, woo. And I'm, what? So in my mind, immediately I'm like, did I miss somebody? Because he ain't sitting at the big boy table, the big girl table. You feel me? It's me. Uh, 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 the rest of the content creators at my table is white. But it was like uh, two guys, a girl, um, no, no, I'm sorry. Three guys and a girl. And one of the guys had the biggest. He had like five million. The girl, I think, had like three. Nonetheless, nobody had more than the people sitting at my table. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, dang, did I, did I miss somebody? So the average at the whole conference, the average content creator had 100,000 or more followers. So I'm thinking to myself, like, who the hell is this running around telling people they ain't got enough followers to talk to them? So... They told us, you know, what the guy's name was and everything like that. And lo and behold, it was a brother. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Come on. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> so he gets over to the table. At this point, they didn't pointed him out, you know. Um, they was like, no, you guys are good. You guys don't have to get up. And I'm just like, listen, I'm a regular guy, you know. I tell people I get recognized regularly even, you know, just in my day-to-day. -day. I'm a regular guy that just so happened to build a platform on social media. I don't need all that extra, you know what I'm saying? So they was like, nah, just chill. And I'm like, all right, I ain't going to fight him. You feel me? I'm just going to chill. So he gets over to the table and we talking to him. And I'm just like, there got to be something more. You feel me? So they're asking questions and uh, everybody's kind of, it's, it's one of those things where it's like all of the pressure is on you and they want to say it, but they don't want to say it. But my curiosity is getting the best of me. So I'm like, hey, bro, I got a question. Are you the guy that's running around telling people, they ain't got enough followers to talk to you and, you know, X, Y, and Z. He was like, oh, I might have said it once or twice, da, da, da. And I was like, well, first and foremost, that's rude. You know what I'm saying? That's rude. I tell people on my platform all the time, even when I'm live streaming, it don't matter how many followers you have. Anybody can get punched in the face. <laughs> Respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. this idea of, oh, I got this big old, anybody can get their they wig pushed in. You feel me? But, you know, I'm not on that type of time. So I said, first of all, that's not a way that you communicate with people. That's rude. And you, you just don't do that. I said, but I'm curious, how many followers do you actually have? And he was like, 60K. I was like, 600K? Or you mean 
He was like, yeah, 60K. And I was like, did you look at the itinerary of this program? He was like, no, I, you know, I kind of got a call last minute. You're an alternate? <laughs> Somebody couldn't come and you were an alternate? And you talking like this to people? No wonder why they looking at you like you crazy. You are now listening to the radio show ATL. I said, bro, you can't be doing that. And the more you do that, the more you make it harder for the next man and the next woman and the next person within our community that's seeking to try to build. And he was like, dang, bro, nobody ever really had that, you know, that conversation with me. I was always taught to be the best and have the, the best mentality. I said, there's nothing wrong with that. It's when you get to treating people like they're less than as a result of your following. You feel me? You got to remain humble, bro. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll flex when I need to. You know what I'm saying? For I'll sure. quickly tell him, hey, Google me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Highland. That Google me. You That's a flex in itself when you can tell somebody to Google you. There, you know, like you put in that work and that effort to get where you are. So you got to be able to give yourself some credit, you know, because you put in the work to get there. So you Absolutely. And, and, and I tell them, too, like, and, and, and oftentimes you'll see it with, you know, black and brown creators to whereby oftentimes we'll be made to feel bad about our success. And I tell my mentees and I tell my supporters, even when I'm live, like, listen, don't treat people like crap, but don't also let people gaslight you as a result of your success, because you don't want to shrink to their level just because it makes them comfortable. One of my favorite poems is by Marion Williamson and it's entitled Our Deepest Fear. And my favorite part of that poem states, your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others feel comfortable around you. It isn't our darkness, but our light that most frightens us. And I just think about that as I continue to build, like, again, I'm a regular guy. I just, I just so happen to be able to position myself and my supporters position me in a way that we've been able to build this you know, massive platform However, I take more pride in the amount of families that we've helped. For the last three years, uh, we've done this fundraiser for uh, Toys for Tots. Um, and it's really important to me because Christmas wasn't always that big of a deal for me over the course of my life. Now, granted, I have three children now, so I make sure that it's big for them. And we've raised in the last three years close to $20,000. Those are the types of things that I value, that my supporters value. You feel me? This platform is here today. Guess what? It could be gone tomorrow. Yep. And with the way yep. they be banning folk on social media. <laughs> yep. or, or just be, you know, finding everything to, to cancel people these days. Yeah. Man. It's like. I'm going to keep it a bounty, bro. I don't believe in cancel culture. I think it's a joke. No, I, I agree with you. It's just like, you know, it's just like. But it's real, though. It's yeah, real. Yeah. I ain't going to act like it ain't real. It's yeah. real. But you did show up, and then just then you just showed off one part of it that you talked about. You said you were able to flex on it, you know, talking about the the amount of supporters that you built up. But at the same time, humble enough to say, but it ain't about that. You know, we out here helping people, raising money, putting your money where your mouth is, and helping out the community. So there's there's a dichotomy with that, where you know, yeah, you can talk a good game, but at the same time, I'm also doing other things to help other people. All right, so that's a that's a big deal with that. So the young brother that we're talking to right here, that's Anthony Holland. All right. So make sure you follow him on TikTok and Instagram at I speak 1906. You are author. So you got a book out there, the purpose of power, maximizing your full potential. That's available on Amazon, Kindle, wherever you get your books, you can find it. All right. Easy. Do you have something else there for Mr. Anthony Holland? There you go. You got the book right yeah, there. The, the soul so, plug. So you, you talked about your teaching career. So uh, I got it. I want to talk a little bit more about that. So, um, with you, what, what wanted, what made you want to get into teaching? And then two, it's not really a question, but talk through how important of a role you played as, as being a black male teacher in the educational system, because I don't think that's talked about enough, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I used to sub when I was in college. I knew I knew then I did not want to be a teacher, right? But right. 
because I was one of the few black males that were on the, the campus at the elementary school, mm-hmm. a lot of the white teachers, you know, specifically white female teachers, they would bring the bad black kids to me, right? Or the kids they couldn't control. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, well, I'm bringing you to, to Coach Boyd. Co- coach Boyd, fix him. Coach Boyd, they only listen to you type thing. And it's like. What, what did you coach? I coached. I did PE. That was it. So everybody just called okay. me coach, coach Boyd. But all all the teachers were bringing like the black kids to me and it's like hey talk to them do this do that and it's like damn like can y'all not just control y'all class but it's like it's kind of bigger than that right because it's like well yeah they probably can't control the kid but two it's like well he a black man and he can relate to this kid you know so just kind of talk about that right like what made you want to get into teaching and then two just like you know yeah, did you that. feel the responsibility, the importance of being one? Oh, of yes. So, okay, let me let me walk it back. Um, for me, growing up, um, education was always important to me. One of the things that my grandmother uh, uh, taught us, and you'll you'll read some of that in my book, The Purpose of Power. Um, what I did was, I figured at twenty five, because twenty five is when I wrote my book. Twenty seven was when I released it. Um, and there was a reason behind that. I didn't want to write an autobiography because I felt like I haven't lived enough of like my glory years, so to speak. And I feel like I got so much more to accomplish. But in that 25 years, there were some things that I experienced and I wanted to be able to capture those and then talk about what it was that I went through and then the lessons that I learned as a result of it. Spanning off into that <clears throat> school, um, and this does sound a little arrogant, so I do apologize. But school always came easy to me. Um, I was yeah. in a gifted and talented program. From I was time. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I skipped the first and second grade, um, straight A's all the way to my senior year in high school. Um, and Miss Johnson is the only one that gave me a B because she was trying to humble me. And uh, it, it's, it's interesting because uh, every year that I was in college, I would go home and I would always make sure I'm from Philly. So I would go home and I would figure out what school Miss Johnson was teaching at. And I say Miss Johnson for, for sake of anonymity. Her last name wasn't Johnson. And uh, I would always talk about how she was the same teacher that told me that I wouldn't make it at a four-year institution, that I need to just go to a two-year college, you know, persevere through that, get my associate's degree, and join the working class. And I was just like, wow. And what I would think about, which is what led me to become a teacher, was I was very, well, let me retract that. I am very headstrong. So when I set my mind on something, there's no stopping me. Literally, once I get my focus on what it is, I kind of take it like, um, what's the movie? Biker Boys. How when Smoke would start the race, how he would narrow the finish line in his vision. That's how I am with my goals. And not just my goals, but the goals of those around me. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Bruh. This is that knowledge you can't learn in college right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little news you can't refuse and hopefully not abuse, you know? <laughs> we ain't doing nothing here but trying to help folks get their weather together, church. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Christian, you sound very pimp adjacent, and I like it. You're listening to The Radio Show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. So- what is the craziest because you said you have millions of followers right what is the craziest misconception you've heard or seen about yourself on social media and you were like okay do i need to come in here and defend myself or do i need to address this like you know what's like the craziest thing that you were like okay what's really going on i'm gonna be honest with you trigger warning because we about to get a little dark here uh I went to um, a meetup in California and uh, it was a protest at TikTok headquarters, actually, because this was around the time that they were shadow banning a lot of black and brown content creators. And someone said, hey, let's organize a protest at the headquarters. So I'm like, absolutely. I'm what? I'm there. Hopped a flight. I was in Hawaii. Easy. It's in Culver City, uh, California. Easy day. I'm there. There was a young lady that I met there and long story short, beyond the protests, 
because there was another young lady that she had an issue with because I would not allow her access to my platform. I lied to you not on all three of my kids. She falsely accused me of sexual assault. Wow. Yeah. And there was no if, ands and buts about it. I got to defend myself against that. Because this story is such a long story, I'll just give you the cliff notes. I had to go so far as to get the NCIS involved, the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, to do a formal investigation to clear my name. I had to get the FBI involved. Literally, they ended up pulling up to her house because she was threatening to kill me on social media and encouraging others to do the same. I lied to you not. I can't make this stuff up. And it, it, it really took me to a point of, they say, oh, well, when something crazy like that happened, why don't you just get off of social media? Well, here's the deal. I take it back to one of my favorite movies, Remember the Titans. Shout out to Denzel Washington, Coach yeah, Boone, for that. that uh, sunshine, all, all the game. He said, uh, oh, yeah, hell yeah, sunshine. <laughs> he said, uh, I don't scratch where I don't itch. And I don't laugh if I'm not tickled. You will not intimidate me. I know for a fact that I'm innocent. So what am I going to run from social media for because this woman is falsely accusing me? Absolutely not. I'm going to clear my name. I'm going to get my paperwork. And then I'm going to file what's called a Freedom of Information Act report. And I'm going to get the whole investigation, which I do have, which is 92 pages. And it, 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 it's insane the amount of things. And this kind of goes back into the whole clout thing. Right. And it was so crazy to me because, again, trigger warning, I dealt with that when I was 13 and 16. I was sexually assaulted by a family member. And it hurt me deep down inside that the double standards that exist within our society. Now, before I go into what I'm about to say, I do want to acknowledge there's absolutely no comparison when we talk about the sexual violence that women, more specifically black women, have faced at the hands of men versus the sexual violence that men have faced at the hands of women and or others. However, we can have the conversations independent of one another without invalidating the other. The double standard that exists within our society is how male victims are treated versus women victims. And I really wasn't vibing with that to whereby I told people from the very beginning, I don't have a problem with the, and I use air quotes, believe the victim, right? And I don't mean to diminish this by saying believe the victim because folk be lying. Now we can recognize that less than 1% of cases were those to be of lies. However, they happen and they're devastating and damaging. Over the course of the time that I persevered through that, I met hundreds of guys who either lost jobs, lost relationships and or marriages, lost scholarships, some that had to do time, some that persevered through potentially doing time. And that's what hurt me more than anything, hearing those stories and seeing those things happen and knowing that the average person doesn't just have access to NCIS and the FBI, because I could literally go on my base, go to the NCIS office and request an interview. The average person can't do that. They got to go to the police station and hope someone takes them serious. You yep. feel me? So in that, I learned two lessons. Number one. Be careful who you associate yourself with. A lot of these influencers, like I said earlier, they're cornballs in real life. They have no real. I've been uh, uh, not famous. Um, I've had popularity almost my entire life. My three older brothers, they all played sports. They were all very popular. With their popularity came my popularity. But I had to realize I got to start separating myself because I don't want to just be known as so-and-so's little brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm me. You feel me? I'm him. Himothy. Hemi Neutron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so in that, I started to realize once they get these followings, it's harder for them to be humble because they ain't never had this much attention before. So don't hang out with everybody. The second piece I learned is that receipts, receipts, receipts. Have them. And that's how I built my platform. Truth, transparency, authenticity, and respect. That's what I built my platform on. So when I would drop receipt after receipt after receipt and then show how this woman kept lying, 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 making up stories, enlisting other people to assist in her lies, it was crazy. 
I then started to see people kind of flip the mentality of, wow, maybe this guy actually is telling the truth. So moving forward, I will never put myself in that position ever again. Now, granted, she didn't stay at the Airbnb that me and a couple other content creators went to. However, her and a friend pulled up and I was like, okay, lesson learned. Now, anytime I do trips, y'all get your own housing. I'm going to get my own housing. We meet at public, well-lit places. No private residences. You feel me? Mm -mm. Nah, I'm good He's saying not playing that again. And oh, um, no. <laughs> from what he's mentioning, just to put it out there, so the docuseries uh, Clout dives into this fully. I, I've seen some of it where it was so much like malice towards you from these people don't even, they don't even know, like they didn't even, they don't know you at all. Right. And, and that's and, why I believe people, you know, people that accuse and they, and they say, and then they, we find out it's not true. There's got to be consequences for that. Oh yes. Like I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not the. I'm not the cops. I'm not the law. I'm not. I don't work in this. The government. Well, right? the, the biggest issue in that regard, and I have been working on this. So, with what I can say, I do have something in the works for that individual. I'm not just letting this slide. It's been three years of harassment. I'm not letting this slide. Right. But what I will say is there's a nuance that exists here. And, and I want to put this into perspective for those that are listening. When it comes to social media, especially false allegations specifically, the biggest thing that you have to prove is loss. If you can't prove that, it's almost like the legal system chalks it up to online banter. In, in layman's terms, shit talking. Mm-hmm. That that's all they chalk it up to. Loss. If you can't prove economic loss, economic loss, but you're getting you getting your life okay, but your life is being threatened. Economic loss. Well, not not even that, but just like your your reputation. You know, you know, people don't even try to do research, right? They hear uh, Anthony sexual assault, and then they cut you off. They they don't yep. want to read an article. They don't want to read whatever, like. That's why I'm saying, like, I'm thinking about the the the, the punter, Matt Ariza, who was with the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. got drafted, signed with the team. Girl accused him and some other people of sexual assault. Come to find out, homeboy didn't even do it. But he lost his job, got cut. Like, like I said, I'm not saying the girl got to go to jail or whatever the case may be, but he needs to be compensated from the girl that lied and put his name there. Whatever money he lost in NFL contracts, that needs to be paid back in some kind of way. Listen, this thing got so bad that she tried to enlist right hand to the ancestors on all three of my kids. She enlisted the help of a white woman. Mind you, this is a black woman. Well, let me retract that. A woman that just so happened to be black because black women don't do this to black men. Enlisted the assistance of a white woman to lie and say I tried to do the same to her in a state in a city even she wasn't in. I had to go so far as to show my bank statements on TikTok that I was literally in Hawaii at the time that the white woman said that I was in the other city and state. And I got to tell you, the part about it that blew me the most in watching that was, okay, people have their reasons for doing what they do, no matter what the case may be. Mm-hmm. And I always make this joke. I'm sure my brothers heard me say this where we joke about, well, if we robbed a bank, you know, how much money would be worth doing it or whatever. Like, man, if we going on a prison tour, it's going to have to be a few million dollars. We're talking about what they said about you for two grand, my brother, two yeah. grand for all these issues. It just doesn't register at all. It just doesn't yeah. make two grand. To put that in perspective, the white girl that lied on me, the people that enlisted her assistance, she was behind on her rent by two grand. And they told her that if she tells this story, she would get sympathy cash apps to be able to pay her rent. What they did not tell her, though, was that I had 1.5 million followers. And within 24 hours, we was going to find out who she was. Because all we had was a username and a cash app. That's all we had. My supporters found out who she was, who her mama was, who her daddy was. And it didn't help that her parents were Trump supporters. Oh, that that just made it so much worse. And the worst kind of Trump supporters. So, And then on top of that, the white girl had a black boyfriend. 
You can't make this stuff up, man. You, you can't make you, it up. You literally can't. So I got her on the live. So I called her out, you know, pretty much let her know we know who you are. Called her by first and last name. No, nah, we're not about to play these games. No, not you trying to ruin my life. Oh, no. She texts me on Instagram. I feel like I bit off more than I can chew. I want to come on your platform. I want to clear the air because guess what? She ain't get no cash apps. Because <laughs> after she told that BS story and we found out who she was within that 24 hours, boom, her face was plastered everywhere. So whereby, and if you go on my YouTube, you type in Anthony Highland, you go on my YouTube, you will see me confronting her where she acknowledges she wasn't even in that city and state. She never even met me and it never happened. But she told it with full confidence on that lady's page. And that messed, oh my God, it messed me up. And like you said, two grand. Now that was just the white girl. The, the woman that happened to be black, the reason why she did it was because I denied her access to my platform to falsely accuse another person with no receipts. Now, let me be very clear about something because I want to make sure I say this. I stand with actual sexual assault victims. I advocate for victims of all different types of egregious things. And I, I will wholeheartedly go to war for anyone that has ever dealt with such a traumatic situation. But for her to perpetuate that lie when there are real life victims out there that have not been heard, whose stories will probably never get told, who wish they had the attention of, you know, the local police department. NCIS, I, I listen, I can't make this stuff up. NCIS, she lives in North Carolina. NCIS drove all the way down from Jackson, North Carolina to Fayetteville, North Carolina to meet her at the Fayetteville Police Department. And she denied the interview because she couldn't record it on her iPad. Because she wanted content. Remember I told y'all about clout? She clout. wanted content to put on social media. Yep. What sexual assault victim is going to deny a whole interview? Oh, I don't go to police. I'm an activist. But you're calling NCIS? A, a man's whole life is on the line. Uh, your entire life is on the line. And, and you're denying interviews with NCIS because you can't record on your iPad? Yeah. Make that make sense. And it, it, it hurt me to the core. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, yeah. These individuals are in my inbox. And they're talking to me and they're telling me about their story. They're telling me about the things in which, you know, they've been through and things of that nature. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. This is crazy. Why are you lying like this? That's not okay. Completely, excuse me, not okay. And I realized I got to do something differently. I got to do something differently and I got to get this paperwork. So I opened the investigation myself. I took my behind over there to NCIS and said, hey, this is what the issue is. This is what the situation is. We need to get an investigation going. And they started it. And I persevered through that for about six, seven months. And uh, yeah, I was I was completely cleared federally. But it was rough on my mental. You are now listening to the radio show. There's always this one group of people that are always going to be on the other side, no matter what. Right. Like we can find a cure for AIDS or cancer tomorrow. And there's going to be one or two people out of 10 that's going to be like, Oh man, that's terrible. Like, you know, they're gonna find some reason to just hate on every time the case. So yeah, and and those committed to believing the lie versus believing the truth. Exactly. <clears throat> and that's another thing about social media that I, I can't really stand. That the the lie is much more entertaining than the truth, especially with something like this. You well, you're not gonna get the same. You're not gonna get the same intensity though. The intensity that you got on the the accusation. And the fire that comes with that and the pitchforks and all that is not going to be the same when it comes to clearing out the name because it's not salacious enough. It's not, uh, you know, it doesn't get the clicks that it do. Oh, a dude didn't do that part. You know, it's it's more, uh, I guess, I don't want to make light of sexual assault. I'm not saying pleasing to the ear, but it's it's more messy. People are into more of the, the, toxic, mm -hmm. the toxic part of it than the actual truth coming out. And that's how this stuff grows and grows. So for you to have to endure that, and 
deal with that you know it's commendable that you're just able to speak about it in that manner without blowing it like one of the lines that you said he's like man when you throw my kids it's up like hey listen we you crossed the line and for you to be able to speak about it in such a calm demeanor it speaks to your character where it's like look i'm good i know the truth i don't have to scream and holler and you know go all these different directions i'm gonna go about it the right way and i'm gonna show you better than i can tell you about why i'm not involved in this nonsense and absolutely you know with the conversation that we have we feel like we could have a part two three four <laughs> with all the stuff that you got going on after you got it's like you got so many you know irons on the fire it's it's so much information there so i did want to ask you one other thing and then we got this um this question game that we do with our guests to i would say open you up more you've been completely open with us from the beginning about all walks of everything so it'll just be us having further great conversation so okay um you, you spoke about a lot of information and I, I don't want to feel like we glossed over anything that we should have gotten to. So do you have like any upcoming like projects, anything that you got your hands in right now that you want to give voice to that you got coming? Maybe it's something on social media. Um, Absolutely. What, what you got coming? So I'm working on uh, two different projects that I were actually three. Uh, the, the biggest one, I get the biggest one and then we'll work our way back. Um, I was offered a show on this uh, platform called The Blurred Station um, to whereby I'm able to be myself. I'm able to um, showcase different things as it relates to my personality and things that I love and care about. So The Blurred Station, um, you can f uh, find the link on my TikTok uh, for that. That's coming. That'll be something in the new year. Um, outside of that, my book, The Purpose of Power, which is available on Amazon, I'm working on getting an audiobook version on TikTok within the series feature. <clears throat> and then the final project that I'm working on is another book called Dig Through It, How I Made My First $100,000 on TikTok and How You Can Too. Mm. So within, I want to say, 17 months. Yeah. About somewhere between 15 and 17 months. We did roughly about a hundred and twenty, yeah, I think about a hundred and twenty thousand on TikTok. That's awesome, man. That's a great, like that's 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 amazing. <laughs> that, that's really some good stuff. You are now listening to the radio show. Old people, people in general, stop wearing them ignorant ass Bluetooth pieces in your ear. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. I'm going to tell you what, what we pivot into is something that you might support. And this is a little game that we do with our guests. All right. It's called Don't At Me. So how it is, it's, it's not going to be hard to explain to you. You're a social media savant. All right. So I'm going to come at you with a couple of rapid fire questions on how you deal with like decision making. And when you get your answer, it's like you on Instagram or, or on TikTok. Don't at me. So it's like saying, look, that's my answer. Don't come at Don't at me. That's it. That's my answer. So that's oh, how that Lord. Works. So we rapid fire right off the dome. All right. Yeah. That's right it. off the dome. All right. Oh, so God. So we're Don't gonna get into the, me. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to get into this first one here. And let me tell you, my brother will tell you these questions diabolical. All right. Just to let oh, you know. God. All right. All right. So we're going to get into the first one here. All right. So, Anthony, what is a drive through restaurant that you feel could be turned into an upscale restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. It's almost, you know, it's almost upscale fast food as is. You know, okay. Yeah, that's a good right. answer. That's a Listen, great they, they need some white table cloths in that mug. Listen, them chicken, they was raised by two healthy parents. Oh, oh no, no that, that's, that's the that's, that's the Lord's chicken. That's so, the Lord's chicken. We're gonna make sure we we ain't gonna ask you on that one. That's a that's a good answer on that. All right. Yeah, and, and don't I, cancel me because I know they like anti LGBTQ. You know what I'm saying? So hey, I, I, yeah, I apologize, they, but they we anti a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, we, but I'll tell it anybody though. They be like, "Don't this anti." But I I be like, "Hey, but look, them nuggets are delicious, bitch." All right. <laughs> <laughs> Plain hey, and simple, look, you know. Look, I tell people they can call me the hard ER in the drive-through line. I'm still grabbing my bag. <laughs> That's you know, insane, bro. Man, one of my. One of one of my friends said that he don't even check the bag. He said whatever's in there, the Lord said that's what I should have. So that's why I'm listen. Roll with. I don't know what it is about their customer service plan or training. Listen, they they right up there with a uh, uh, what's that grocery store just circle Harris Teeter. Yeah. When I tell you that customer service is immaculate, bro, they got a Starbucks in there, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so Anthony came. Look, he came out the gate with a good one. So, Ez, man, I got to swing it to hey, you. Hey, man. I'm, I'm with Anthony. I, I don't even have to answer this. I, <laughs> really like, I can't. I can't even. I can't even think of another one that would even be close. So I'm not even gonna vouch. I think it's Chick Fil A too. All right, I ain't gonna add you on that one. So for me, um, damn. Well, some of them do have drive-through, so this could fit. Chipotle. Chipotle could be turned into an upscale restaurant because that food yes. is good, man. You know, it's good. So I, I would, I would say they're part of. But Chick Fil A, that's probably the the clubhouse leader, though. But I ain't gonna, you know, I ain't gonna add you. That ain't the game. I ain't gonna add you. They don't miss. They don't. don't. All right. So uh, Anthony, here's the next one. All right. So. This word um, is it pronounced realtor or realtor? What's the cor- correct pronunciation in your view? I say realtor. <laughs> hey, I say realtor. English major. So. Now people people have corrected me and said realtor, but I just feel I think it's more of a cultural thing than it is like a English thing. You know what I'm saying? That's my real well, black people. Black people be definitely saying realtor. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. We're going to make sure we ain't going to ask you on that one. All right. Easy. Is it pronounced realtor or realtor? Realtor. Oh, no. I ain't going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's my realtor. Yeah. 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 I got yeah. a realtor. Yeah. yeah. You got to ask it. You gotta, that way I'm not going to front like. I say it like I say it a certain way and I don't. So yeah, that's my realtor. Yeah. So right. don't at me. So uh is it pronounced realtor or realtor? So I just have to say that the radio show ATL is a black ass show. <laughs> but in this but in this context, it's realtor. All right. It's realtor. <laughs> all right, don't at <laughs> All right. So um Anthony, here's the next one. All right, so you what okay, so you're going out. You're, um, you know, going out on a date. What do you consider to be an ideal date? An ideal date? Uh, hmm. I'm a little bougie. You know what I'm saying? I feel like uh, I'm a little more traditional when it comes to first dates. Okay, um, no so cheesecake I, factory. I, I, I like to impress, you know what I'm saying, on the first date. So uh, I'm going to make some reservations. You know what I'm saying? We we eat in white tablecloth. You know what I'm saying? All first right. date. Um, I don't, I don't do the whole. Oh well, what if she's not? At the end of the day, I'm gonna look at that menu, and if I can't afford what's on that menu, we ain't going there. Because <laughs> uh, you gotta I'm survive all... after that. Oh, indeed, indeed. And uh, I, I'm a firm believer in paying for the first date. So when I go out to that place, if she orders the most expensive thing on the menu, you know, to me, that's on her, right? Um, I like to <clears throat> deal with women whom not only understand your value but understand their value as well and there are different things that i feel like when we ask the right questions and have the right conversations we'll be able to determine whether or not this is someone that we want to continue seeing or not continue seeing so me taking you to an upscale restaurant uh or like an exclusive kind of make reservations type of deal oh if it doesn't work out i don't look at it as oh i got taken advantage of because I chose that place or I'll have a conversation with her in regards to what it is that she likes, what type of food she values, and then maybe meet her in the middle there. Maybe she's not a white tablecloth kind of gal, you feel me? Maybe she just wants that Chipotle, you know what I'm saying? Maybe she just wants to do a picnic in the park type of deal. Maybe she wants to be like me and go to the library or Barnes and Nobles, you know what I'm saying, and get some coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee, but you know, uh, maybe get some juice and get a donut or a bagel. You know what I mean? Um, but for me personally, if I'm planning it, um, definitely a, a, a nice white tablecloth um, dinner. <clears throat> um, try to get somewhere that has like some live music. I like jazz. I'm a classical kind of guy. Um, so maybe some piano. Um, depending on how much I'm feeling out, I might get a personal violinist. They come to the table and string some, you know what I'm saying, string some chords, you know. <laughs> get, some, get, some, get some wine going, you know. Listen, I, I'm a traditionalist, you know what I'm saying. I want you to know, hey, this, hey, he really put effort into this, you know what I'm saying. Because the thing about it is we're spending time with each other, you feel me. And we done, we done talked on the phone. We don't, I don't do the endless texting and talking. Up. Let, let's meet up, you know what I'm saying. But in today's day and age, now, I'm newly single. I was married for seven years, recently divorced, 
and this dating pool now, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> it's insane. But in that, I still keep my values. I'm opening your door. If I come to pick you up, I'm gonna knock on your door. I'm gonna ring your bell, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm gonna open your car door. I'm gonna pull your chair out. If you're cold, I'm gonna give you my jacket. You feel me? Chivalry ain't die when I had a negative experience. Absolutely not. I'm gonna continue being who I am. Why? Because I know that there's women out there that value that, that appreciate that, you feel me? So I pay this, this big old bill, right? And my thing is, is she trying to pay the tip? And she's like, oh, well, I, even if I tell her, no, no, it's cool, I got it. In my mind, I'm like, she wanted to reciprocate. Okay, all right, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna keep it 100, because we keep it in 100 here, don't at me. Yeah. We grown. So we do the do on the first date. Hey, I'm not looking at you no different. We grown, we right. adults, you know what I'm saying? But when I pull out that black bag, don't get to looking at me funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm going to leave that there. Don't at me. Don't at me. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do it. He just gave the ladies the blueprint out here on, in the single world. They ain't going to work, work for me and EZ because we both old married heads. But as man, what is the ideal date for you? I, I, I think Anthony hit it on the head, right? Like, I think you're trying to get a feel for the woman's interest, right? And you trying to get the date based on that, right? Because you don't want to... You want to be intentional, right? This is like you making your first impression. You're not trying to front, but you're also not trying to... You know, you're just trying to make... Hey, are we wasting each other's time or is this going to work? So I definitely think like, hey, what kind of food you like? We can go eat your kind of food, right? Because I'm not a picky eater by any means. I'm like my brother. Uh, Down I'm there, like I I it's not picky. Guilty. Yeah. Yo, you are a picky eater. That's what you're oh, indeed. Yeah. So I'll go to whatever restaurant, but at the end of the day, like, I want to make sure it's a nice setup to where we're actually having a good conversation. Absolutely. And, like, actually trying to get to know each other, right? Because I never understood why people would go to the movies on a first date. Like, when are you able to talk? Well, this isn't the, well, the first date. This could just be any idea of date, not necessarily well, first Well, I guess date. I'm just talking from a first date. So those of y'all yeah. out there, our folks, I'm trying to put you out on game. You're going out on the first date. Because if you go into the movies, you ain't going to get a lot accomplished. Because they're going to be a dude behind you being like, hey, can you shut the fuck up, please? I'm trying to watch the movie. But you're trying to get to know the girl as well. So there right. you go. Damn. All right, easy. I ain't going to ask you on it, even though I'm about to ask you on it. Because that would have been my choice. It's like, what's wrong with the movies, man? Because if you've been meeting and you've been talking to somebody, maybe you're having a phone conversation in this day and age, a text message. I mean, I can't really speak to that. I've been out the game so long, I don't know what this dating pool is like. Anthony just told you it's trash out there. But... Um, I feel like the movies is a good way to start off with. It's not the entire day, but it's the start of it, where if you're going to see a movie, it gives you a conversation starter. How'd you like the movie? What'd you think of it? Then it leads to other things. Um, going to a movie and then going to eat somewhere after, or maybe you're going bowling, like they got main That's event what I was you're going to do. It. Yeah, it, it you're going to like, be a preemptive. The, the movie yeah. can't be the only date. I would can't be the only date. Yeah, that's a fair All point. That's a fair point. So yeah, it's a it's a start to something. And then after that, you know, it's bowling, it's it's playing games, you know, it's have a chance to have a, a you know an intimate moment to talk. And then you go to dinner, more of that conversation, more of that get to know to things of that yep. nature. So that'd be an ideal date for me, where you start with a movie, then at least an activity, then you go eat dinner. And by that time, you you know whether or not you like each other or not, whether or not this was hey this was a cool for that day, or are we gonna do this again. You gonna know after you've done them three. So don't at me on that one. My brother dunked on me. He didn't even know you dunked on me. But yeah, you know I had to explain that out. All right. So Anthony, we got we got two more here for you. All right. Okay. So um, with the next one here, what do you feel like is the best part of a pizza? What's the best part of a pizza? Hmm. The best part of a pizza, I would have to say. Hmm. I would have to say the additions. What do you put on the pizza? I, I, I'm one of those pineapple goes on pizza kind of guy. Pineapple does not go on pizza. Yes, it does. For day. It does not go on pizza. Don't at me. I'm at you. Pineapple no, goes on no, pizza. The, the best, the best way to enjoy pizza with pineapple on it is to throw it right in the trash. That's how you enjoy it. So I would say, you know, what additions do you put on it? Do you put pineapples? Do you put, you know, barbecue chicken? You know, do you put sausages? Do you put pepperoni? What do you put on it? You know, and I also think too, it's a great way to kind of get to know the kind of person that you're dealing with. You know, 
Are they more of a spicy person? Are they more of a bitter person? Are they more of a hater of pineapples? It, it just depends on what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He, he likes pineapples on the pizza, so he's got to take that into consideration. Yeah. But, but I can't add him because the game is don't at me. So if you say you like pineapple on pizza, then I ain't going to add him. I'll secretly add him later on, but not right now. <laughs> oh, they going to kill me in the comments. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. S, what is the best part of pizza? Don't say everything, man, because it feels like you're going to give me one or all of it. Hell no. It, it, Anthony's right. It's the toppings. Don't at me. Because you're not, you're not, oh, I'm going to Papa John's because they got a great tomato sauce and crust. Nobody gives a fuck about that. <laughs> I want my good toppings. <laughs> like, it, it, all pizza crust today, you know, like, if you go into a pizza joint and you like, I'm going there for the tomato sauce and the crust of the, the dough, like, you capping. Like, we, we there for the I toppings. Mean, I mean, to a degree, bro. Let's give a shout out to our favorite spot to get pizza out here in Atlanta, Blue Moon. Man, you know that crust is good. They they season the crust with whatever that is they put on there. You know that shit's good, man. It is, but it's not the main attraction. It don't hurt. It don't hurt. That's not that's not who you paid tickets to see. You go in there for the quality of the toppings, the fl- like you go in there for flavor, you go in for what makes that pizza pizza like that it, right? Like there's a difference between Little Caesars and Blue Moon. It's know, a huge it. difference. Right. Like you, you yeah. like they're using government meat and cheese. Blue Moon is not. So they, you know, that's the difference. Facts. <laughs> okay. F- fair enough. Uh <laughs> My brother again dunks on me without even knowing because I was going to say the crust is a big part of it. But it's another element to a good part of the pizza, which is the cheese. Because if the cheese is whack, what else are you? Your toppings don't mean anything. It's on some whack ass cheese. So cheese is a big part of it. If that part's good, you might be able to salvage the rest of it if it's just okay. But then again, that's just my opinion. That's the game. Don't at me. My brother just dunking on me. He didn't even know he was doing it. All right. Anthony. <laughs> We got the last one here for you. All right, this one is movie related. What is the better movie trilogy? We got the Equalizer series or the Taken series. Which one you got? I told, listen, I, I told you these questions are diabolical. All right, what you got? Equalizer or Taken? Yes. You know what? Because I'm more of an action kind of guy, I'm gonna go with Equalizer. I, I, I like taking for the the logistical schematics of like, you know, coming up with like a plot and a plan, but I feel like Equalizer was just more action. You know what I'm saying? It was more action packed. It was definitely more character development. I feel like with, with Lean, I feel like they could have did so much more with him in that series than just relegating it to, you know, the first one, second one, third one. It's just like, ah! After the, the second one was just like, mm, what more can you do with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with Equalizer. Listen, when you say Equalizer, I thought you were gonna have to say John Wick after that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, now that's a diabolical question, right? Yeah, there. I, I, you could have won a lot of ways. You could have won uh, uh, John Wick. You could have won Mission Impossible. Like, uh, oh please, Equalizer shits on Mission but Impossible. We, but we, but the question remains the question, Easy. Which trilogy are you taking? The Taken series or the Equalizer series? I've probably watched the Taken series movies more. But with that being said, it's the Equalizer. Don't happen. <laughs> we, we're all in agreement here. And, that and it's I, def- take, I honestly don't think it's close. I think it's the Equalizer by a mile. I, I, I would agree with that part of it because Taken 2 was not... Taken 2 was lesser than, and it kind of continued with 3. Now, you'll watch them because, you know, it's, it's you know. One was really yeah. good, and you just yeah. invested. The other two were just, but the Equalizer is like it, it built. The first one was good, the second one, and this last one that just came was like the best of the series. So, um, it's definitely the Equalizer series. Don't at me. So, Anthony, man, we having such a fun time talking to you. I got one bonus question for you. We've asked this one before, but I would love to know your opinion on it. You sit down, you're getting ready to have a sandwich, all right? It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What kind of jelly are you having on that sandwich? Is it grape or is it strawberry? I'm gonna have to go with grape, but I gotta give you a hot Hold on, I gotta give you a hot take though. I Uh, don't eat my peanut butter and jelly without mixing them first. I like mixing mixing the peanut butter and jelly together. Okay, Mm -hmm. but the the jelly- I'll get a bowl 
and I'll mix them together. And then if the consistency isn't what I want, I'll throw a little bit more jelly in there. So, but but the jelly that you're choosing is great. And see the grin that my brother's giving me right now, that look of I was right, because he's been on this great this great train for like forever. We've been having this argument for years. And look at him, I just, uh. I mean, I'm just saying like, it's you keep asking people and you keep getting disappointed. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, well, I just had to throw that one out there just to see where it was. But I'm gonna tell you one thing that was not a disappointment, even though Anthony chose great. What was not a disappointment was playing Don't At Me with Anthony Highland on the Aftermath. Did a you are now listening to the radio show. Oh, what I'm looking for. Yes, can't let go. Can't fucking let go. That was it. Can't let go. You know what I can <sighs> let go of? This segment. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Man, this was a great conversation, man. Um, like I was saying before when we were talking, this seems like we could have a part two or three. You seem like somebody we need to make a friend of the show to talk about, not just subjects that are going on, obviously with yourself because you're interesting, but in other topics, what we cover. We talk a lot. of We're a hip hop show. We talk a lot of music. We got to have you back, man. Come debate some music with us and stuff, man. We got to talk about that. But Absolutely. And I'd love to be back. If, if you take a look at the screen here, we have the information for Anthony there. So follow him on TikTok, the aforementioned TikTok, 1.5 million supporters. He didn't say follow supporters, people that are on the journey with him. Follow him on Instagram as well at I speak 1906. You can also see it on his uh, screen name right there as well. Purchase his book. You can read it on your Amazon Kindle. All right. The Purpose of Power, Maximizing Your Full Potential. That's available wherever you get your books. Make sure and show him some support. So, Anthony, this is a great conversation, man. Like I said, we want to make you a friend of the show, have further conversation on other subjects. But um, this is a great combo, man. And we just um, uh grateful for the time today. Absolutely. And I appreciate, again, uh, you all allowing me to come on. And uh, I definitely look forward to coming back. Absolutely. Anthony Highland, that's a person that people should be checking for. Make sure you show him some love on social media and beyond. Humble brother, good brother. You are now listening to the radio show. And it and it plays into my who I am as a person. I'm very impulsive. So I did it on an impulse. And I was approved. And it was like, yo, we were approved for like this amount of money. And it's like, yo, what do you do with that? You move the fuck forward is what you do. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, easy. We back on the aftermath. We just got done talking to Anthony Highland. Man. You, you know, we have guests sometimes where you know that they're going to be interesting and you know they're going to engage you. But then you have the ones who come through who just like, they just go past all the expectations. He did that. His story, super interesting. Uh, how you feel about the interview we just had with Anthony? Man, to say that this guy has got the following that he does, right? The support, if you will, the support that he has. I mean, the fact that he's got that, that many supporters, man, and he's not like just flexing on people all the time and like just talking to people crazy. It's just a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of the other influences in today's world, man. The guy's super humble, um, he's true to himself and you gotta respect that. So big big shout out to Anthony, man. He's a, he's a great guy and you know, just talking to him, you wouldn't think he's got the support that he has, but he wouldn't. He's he up just there. kept saying, uh, he said, I'm a regular guy, but that conversation was not regular. But what you should do is make sure and follow him on TikTok and Instagram. The information is right there on the screen at I speak 1906. Follow him, a like, a follow, a listen, all, all that shit counts. So make sure and show it to him. He's got a book that's out that you can purchase. You can listen to on your Kindle. Download it on your Kindle. The Purpose of Power, Maximizing Your Full Potential. That's available from Anthony. Check it out. Great book. He was plugging it, tossing it up there, showing it out That's to everybody. Right. He had so it ready to go. He had it ready to go. So make sure, like I said, follow him, you know, show him some love for his book and everything. All right. Now, bring it a full circle, all right? When it comes to the radio show ATL, if you want to be a guest on the radio show ATL, just send us an email to radio show inbox at gmail.com. Or you can send us a text, 678-800-1677. We look forward to hearing from you. So again, much love to Anthony Highland. Great conversation, getting to know about him, his journey, what he's gone through, what he's overcome, and what he's about to do in the future. So he's definitely somebody that we're going to look to talk to 
on a regular basis just to check in with him. So uh, I just want to say, you know, Easy, it's always great doing these with you, bro. And thank you to all the listeners and the supporters that have kept the radio show ATL in the top 200 in the music commentary category on Apple uh, Podcasts. We appreciate y'all. And we're just going to keep dropping this heat into the end of 2023 and into 2024 and beyond. So, you know, we appreciate it for sure. Thank y'all so much for the support. We will catch y'all next time. Hi, these are the guys from the ZZ Talk podcast. I'm Zeno. I'm Zeus. We are a podcast of two ordinary guys that talk about everything and anything, including sports, entertainment, politics, as well as an interview or two or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk podcast. ZZ hyphen talk podcast. Like and subscribe. Hey, this is Alora Lovelight, and you're tuned in to the radio show ATL. Make sure to check out my latest single, Erodicy, and follow at It's The Radio Show on Instagram. If you want your music heard on the radio show, email the radio show inbox at gmail.com. <laughs>